So just wrapped up with the last guest. His episode is coming soon. Dog trainer, vet tech, pest control, polymath, and drummer. Very different things. Very interesting guy. Definitely see around two in the future. But if you haven't checked him out, definitely want to pay attention. It might be Biggs. It just might. Mr. Biggs. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? Welcome to Anchor Thon 2017. Hey, I'm pretty happy to be here. I was actually just sitting here staring at my phone for the past five minutes, just waiting for, <laughs> waiting for the call <laughs> to come in. Uh, I've been trying to call a little bit closer to uh, the time just in case people are preparing because I know sometimes I wait a little bit to to get myself together. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it was just it was just a little set of mental preparation. I kind of got up and then sat here and waited. I was listening to um, to the other ones, or at least to the first the first two you did, and I, it's about about enough, as much time as I had to do it before you gave me a call. But yeah, this is cool to. I, mean, I don't know. I'm like I'm like all fanboyed out right now. Pretty happy to be on here. <laughs> oh no, I'm just, I'm I'm amped up. This has been crazy already, and it's only ten thirty. I'm booked out through eleven p.m. completely, and mm-hmm. I'm just excited that it's going well. Good stuff. I got a question for you, really quick though. Like, so you're you're doing fifteen minute breaks in between. Like, how has that been going for you so far? Like, well, how have you been allocating your time in those breaks? Well, I got lucky and I accidentally didn't open a block for 730. Mm-hmm. So I had a 30 minutes of clear water completely instead of 15, which gave me enough time to cook a little bit of breakfast and let the dogs out. All the dream. But what I'm finding is when you schedule your time very tightly, it's amazing what you can get done. So yeah, you- when I'm running over a little bit on these episodes and they go 20 minutes, to be able to do an intro, publish the episode, and then do a little bit of research real quick for the next guest, it's it's pushing it. But when I have that extra like three minutes, um, you know, I'm taking the dogs out in between breaks. I'm using the restroom, getting another cup of coffee. It's it's actually amazing how productive you can become when you have to. It's incredible. I think that it ties into. Um, one of the reasons why I've gone and done my whole little Instagram solo a week thing that I started just to be able to put that. I mean, I'm already feeling it because I'm towards the end of the week and I have about three days to finish the, my second uh, little snare solo. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's really keeping me on track because where otherwise I would just kind of dallied around and, um maybe done a little bit here and a little bit there but it's it's really forcing me like i'm getting up it's really forcing me to get up out of bed and start practicing more and then i'm sitting on sitting downstairs making eggs and doing it there like on the kitchen counter and every like finding any opportunity i can to squeeze it in it's pretty cool yeah no i actually was just perusing your instagram page here and i see that you did uh start drumming a little bit more we talked about that when you first joined anchor hmm <clears throat> yeah for sure like on, on instagram it's like i um i don't know i came i started thinking the other day is like if i the thing that out of all the things that i've done with myself either, either do like any kind of job or any kind of interest that i've been into 
be it music production, video production, dog training. Um, the thing that I've always come back to is our drums, like all the time. And no matter how long I, I stop doing it, if I get in a rut or whatever, I always end up coming back to that because it's just, I love it so much. And so I said, well, if I'm going to constantly keep coming back to this and it's something that I really, really enjoy doing, well, why not just take it seriously? And I started, started asking myself, like, what, if I did want to take this seriously, what would I need to do in order to prove to myself that I'm actually serious about doing it? And I thought, well, I work much better if I have some kind of time pressure or even the pressure from another person to make sure that I'm getting something done. And that's when I thought, well, why not just announce it on Instagram that I'm going to go through this book that I started that my teacher introduced me to last year and do the whole thing. And that's kind of how that that whole thing started. Because basically, I just want to be a better musician in general. So I just had to do things that better musicians, you know, do things that they are that they do. No, dude, I love it. And the funny thing is, I kind of am doing the same thing. So it's interesting that our our minds were going the same place, even though we haven't had this discussion yet with uh, like the book club that I'm starting in January. We're only reading three pages a day because reading is important. And a lot of people think you have to sit down and read for six hours a day, and that's not true. So the first book we're reading is The Slight Edge. And if you read three pages a day, you'll be done in 66 days. So just under two months, and you'll read an entire book that's quite impactful. So just kind of taking something that I should be doing already that I don't always do and doing it socially. So that way I have public accountability is an interesting tool to use against yourself to pressure you to do the thing that you need most to do, but necessarily aren't always doing. Sure. I think picking the slight edge was definitely a nice little, a clever little, little pick. <laughs> for the, well, for the first book. <laughs> I've actually never read it. I've just heard everybody else talk about it so much. I felt like I have. So mm -hmm. I figured it's finally time to pull the trigger. And with it being, uh, the slight edge, three pages a day, kind of seemed like a fitting, fitting beginning. Yeah, for sure. Now I see you're a Tribe of Mentors fan. I just got that for Christmas. Oh, did you? How, how are yes. you liking it? I haven't opened it yet because I'm still, I'm still trying to get through the section of. Uh, oh crap! What was his last one? I'm drawing a blank. Tools of Titans. Mm. Before I open up another another reading fiasco. No, oh, fair enough. I've already learned not to spread myself too thin when it comes to reading. It's like, well, you know, if I just read one page out of three books every day, then, you know, then I, then I at least, you know, can absorb content from, from multiple directions. But then I, I decided, no, I just, I, I'd rather just get consumed to most of my reading from one, from one source, read a little more from that and then just finish that off before I jump into another one. Yeah. Now, you're a dog trainer, a polymath, and a drummer. What am I missing? Well. Anything else? Uh, 
I mean, that pretty much covers it. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm naturally bad at just pulling adjectives to describe myself. And I, that, that, that comes from a place, and this is something that I, I struggle with, but it's like, if I'm talking to someone else about myself, my dogs are like over there just jamming around. But if I talk to someone else about myself, I'm always kind of reserved to start mm-hmm. to share certain bits. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I want to sit here and, be bragging or sound arrogant about myself or anything like that so then i don't i don't it's a practice that i could get better at when it comes to describing myself like it, even doing things like just rewriting my resume because that's pretty much what you're doing in that mm-hmm. is like a little practice that i can that i have done to get better at describing like what i am but i mean pretty you basically covered it i mean uh, i got into drumming pretty early on i've been in a few management positions and in, in various companies and right now i'm working as a vet assistant i kill mosquitoes during the summer i mean i'm all over the place now how do all those three major parts of your life come together like where's the common ground that you see between all three well one thing that i've i've tried to adopt recently because jumping in all these things were somewhat random but i i mean just like you were just like you asking the question it's like i had to ask myself what what can i pull from all these that kind of like some you know add up to the bottom line and working at my like a mosquito pest control company is really teaching me certain um people skills in terms of dealing with people really listening to certain things that people want dealing with employees that I'm working with and trying to help them get better at what they're doing and contribute to the bigger picture. And um, like dog training, it would take honestly to just a kind of like a short summary for dog training. I really just got into that because I wanted to have a better quality of life with the dogs that I had. I mean, the first dog that I had, um, Champ, he he was kind of a mess like when I got him. And I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, he would, I mean, he was, he's an extremely, well, not, not so much anymore, but he was a very, very anxious dog. He, uh, he would, he would, you know, scream and cry if I left the house. He would, you know, urinate everywhere, tear up garbage and leave it all over the place. He's lunged at other dogs out on walks. He would choke himself out. And it was like, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do at that point. And I had to change something because I was getting, I mean, I got sued because he went after somebody's dog and I had to learn. I either had to surrender him and accept that there, I couldn't really do anything to help him or find some help. And I did the latter and the trainer that I found taught me a lot about behavior modification in dogs and really how to teach them how to live a really balanced life. I've learned, I learned a ton and, and just dog training more, you know, about myself and just about like how to handle dogs and understand certain body language and just really how to shape your relationship with the dog to fit your lifestyle needs. Uh, and I guess what that taught me is just to, I mean, for one, you don't really have to accept the circumstances that you have. 
say you have a dog who is very misbehaved and in certain areas like he's just he's just completely obnoxious when people come over to your house and i've learned that you don't have to look at that and say well this is just the dog that i have this is just the way that it is it is what it is you can literally go through and troubleshoot that and figure out what the actual problem is and and change it and you can have a dog that's going nuts bonkers when people are knocking at the door to a dog that old instead turn around go lay on a mat and just wait and see what you need them to do when somebody you know when somebody comes over i think i'm gonna have to hire you as my virtual dog trainer (laughs) because i feel like this was the talk i was supposed to have six years ago when i got my dogs that i just never dealt with uh well if you don't mind me asking like what are you what are you what are you dealing with with your own dogs um, as far as structured training, mm-hmm. pretty much nothing since they were pups. Um, just basic commands, sit and stay, which they follow until somebody's in the house that's new or somebody's at the door. Um, and then it's kind of a free for all. Mm-hmm. And I think my lack of patience and time when we first got them attributed to poor behaviors that they have now and then i've just never taken the time to work on the things and like you said i accepted my condition for what it was instead of learning how to modify it Mm -hmm. and that's huge i I think especially the patience thing there and when i mentioned earlier that i learned a lot about myself i learned that i was pretty impatient like when i got my first dog I learned yeah. that I can get a lot angrier than I realized that I could get just over over just a lot of the things that would happen because it was just so frustrating. Now, do you and, feel like you've... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to ask, do you feel like uh, the things that you learned in dog training, you can also apply towards people and the way you interact or receive stresses from people? Absolutely. Um like learning for one if you're dealing with dogs that can are are bite risks then you really have to learn how to look for prerequisite behaviors or preceding behaviors and stop those things before they escalate rather than reacting to something that's happening and trying to you know uh put out the fire Mm. and um that really taught me that, you know, when you're interacting with other people, that there are usually, I mean, for one, when somebody acts out, there's usually prerequisite behaviors that determine that. And two, if you're kind of discussing something with someone or anything, or even having something like a difficult conversation, there are little subtle things that can happen that might cause that to escalate. And it taught me to be a little more preemptive and pay attention to things Um, pay attention to things like body language the way that someone's tone is going in order to keep the conversation going in a particular flow rather than having it go in a direction that's totally off balance makes a lot of sense i hope so because i don't know i feel like I, i i rambled in that just a tad bit i've never i was never the best at like breaking down analogies for people to understand like certain 
concepts when it came to dog training, which is one of the reasons I felt was a weakness of mine, which is one of the reasons why I kind of got out of it because I, I didn't, I didn't really look at that as a particular skill that I had. Well, I think what I've learned most when it comes to people, because I spent people and their behaviors and mm-hmm. kind of where they stem from, I would probably think that people who are impatient with themselves are probably going to be fairly impatient with their pets. And if the person's not trying to understand the why of what you're trying to do, it doesn't really matter how you break it down. So it's more the the pet owner probably failing themselves than it is you failing them as the trainer. Mm. And that's why I stepped away from personal training quite a bit and started refunding all my clients' money because I realized I was taking on clients that weren't ready to be a client. They haven't tried enough things on their own to have the self-awareness to appreciate what I was giving them. That's, that's huge. That's super huge. And I, I, that's, that's a, that's something else that I learned as well in dog training is that you can't just go around saying that, Hey, I'm a dog trainer and I can just help you because you have a dog and you have an issue. Like the person actually, the person, your client actually needs to be ready to have you. And they need to want to go through what you're you know what you're trying to teach and you know you as the trainer have to be willing to you know to learn from that from that person from that person too but it just what that that led me to learn how to kind of like screen clients ahead of time i think that was that was super important but even then i i still it still just wasn't for me yeah Absolutely. I can't believe it's already been 17 minutes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> time flies so much. I mean, I, I definitely, I feel like we could flesh out a few more things and I know part two for sure. Oh yeah. Um, no, I definitely feel a part two in our future. I feel like I'm, I'm just scratching the surface of the interesting world of Mr. Michael Biggs. <laughs> I mean, I, likewise, I feel like I, I could, um, definitely dig into what's going on with the beast within like more, more of the origin story a little bit. No, definitely. We'll make it happen, but uh, I'm going to wrap this up. So that way I can get on to my next guest. Yeah, for sure. Um, where can people find you if you want to be found off anchor? Um, it's right now. The only other platform that I'm really working in is Instagram and you can find me there. I mean, if you go onto my, um, my anchor profile, I have a link there and it's, um, uh, instagram.com slash it might be bigs all spelled out and that's bigs with two g's gotcha and if you could have a billboard that millions of people would see to get a message out or to make people think infographic quote saying slogan what would it be it would be what do you bring to the table and i say that because I've learned to not go into relationships, especially after the last relationship that I came in. I won't, I won't spend too long on this, but like I, rather than focusing on what other people can do for you and other things can do for you, think about when you go into it, like what, what, what are you contributing to the bigger picture? And that's that. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up. And like I said, round two is definitely in the future. Definitely. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care.